To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers I think that dome is gonna be too, too live, man. I like your confidence, though. <laughs> I roll to the to the mic cut on, and it's go time. The mic is on. I know. That's before the mic cut on. I was playing the underdog roll. Now it's go time. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay. Okay, that was your plan. Now it's about to get real. Let me pop some of these skittles in. You go what? Pop some of these. I knew he was setting you up. Pop yeah, some. You just, you just lobbed it to me. <laughs> Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 26. The Opinionated Benchwarmers are back to record again. Ramon, Carlos, and the voice you're hearing right now is Rob. How y'all fellas doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. My team advanced. And by my team, of course, the people know the LA Rams advance. You know, one one win away from the, the the Super Bowl. I'm ready, man. Let's go. Man, I'm doing good, bro. It's good to actually be back. You know, I appreciate my Welcome bros. Back. Back. Appreciate my bros holding it down for me last week. Like I said and told y'all in the group me. Never pick my team again, bro. Y'all never have permission to pick my coats again, bro. I told y'all as soon as I listened to the pod that y'all scared me. As soon as I knew both of y'all were picking them, and then we saw what happened. But definitely, like I said, appreciate y'all holding it down. I'm just glad to be back. And before we get rolling, bro, one thing we got to mention. First of all, it is actually episode 27, and somebody just turned 27. Oh, yeah. So, you know. I, I feel like 26. we need to, yeah, you said 26, so I feel like we need to do the birthday shout out to my boy Rob, because this is really kind of his birthday episode right here, so, you know, it, all y'all out there, you know, hit him up, social media, whatever, let him know, give him a happy birthday, all that, but I'm just glad to be back, man. I appreciate it, Ramon, I appreciate that a bunch, man, yeah, I made my 27th birthday, and it's a blessing, man, it's a yeah. blessing, man, so... Uh, I feel like I'm running this pod with two old heads now, bro. Oh, whoa, two twenty-seven year olds on this mug. I'm like the the young the young buck on this. Yeah. Your time coming, man. <laughs> Just keep going to sleep and waking up, man. When July come around, July ain't July right around the corner. <laughs> but yeah, man, I wanted to address a couple things, man. I apologize for your coats. Yeah. Because they forgot that they had to, <laughs> they forgot that they had a game in the yeah. playoffs, man. What, like what happened, bro? Right, like you said, to me they just forgot that they need to show up for a game. 
I said it really the, the trend and the tone got set on the first drive when it seemed like we could have marched down the field and Eric Ebron dropped a routine catch on third down. Vinatieri couldn't Who kick. Eric Ebron dropping the pass. <laughs> <laughs> right, but he actually been solid this year though, bro. He like, been solid. He been man. real good this he has year. Been good. The only His thing. Right. The only thing I told my pop that kind of annoyed me with him a little bit is after he make routine catches, like he be doing stuff, like he's Superman or like flexing. I'm yeah. like, bro, you just made a normal catch. So that's kind of annoying, but they just didn't show up to play at all, bro. It was really pretty embarrassing. But overall, you know, looking at it from the realistic expectations, mm-hmm. I said, of course, coming into the game, week of the game, you're going to pick your team. But the, I think the two weeks prior to the last pod I was on, I said I felt we would win a first-round game and probably go down in the divisional round. So being objective, it happened, like I said. But when you get in that week, you obviously going to roll with your squad. Yeah. I mean, I said this a bunch uh, to y'all, I think, off, off air. But, you know, the Patriots, man, with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, it just seemed like they're a different team when they enter the playoffs. Like, everybody, you know – I'm I'm sure the majority of people who watch football was like, okay, the Patriots are gonna be out. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, you know, me and Los chose the coast to go to the conference championship. You know, I mean, dog, like they don't, they didn't look like the team that they were like a month and a half ago, and it just goes mm-hmm. to show you, I mean, what they've been to the, a- the AFC championship with eight times eight in, a row. in a row, eight years in a row. You know, it just seems like Belichick. Belichick and Tom Brady have that correct formula. When they get in the yeah. playoffs, they just flip the switch. Right. You know, and they flip the switch, and they know the exact formula to be yeah. dominant in that space. I got to share this with the listeners, man. I didn't think I even told y'all yet, bro. I was actually talking about playoffs with my pops, and so we were talking about all the different matchups, talking about Patriots, Chargers, and all that. He picked the Chargers just like y'all. And I told him that I had like the worst dream, bro. Worst dream ever that week. It was like <laughs> I was asleep, and in the dream, you know, it was all the chatter about the Patriots not being this and being that. And then they got in the playoffs, and they were the same old Patriots, just like running through stuff. And I was like, Pop, I don't know what that was, what that mean. But I was like, man, that's just my dream. And it was like it came to reality this past weekend because we all been down on the Patriots. We've been thinking it's kind of the end of an era, end of a dynasty, end of a run, and then they come and look pretty dominant on Sunday. So, you know, we'll see what, what happens going forward, but, you know, can never so, count them I mean, off. I don't know if y'all been paying attention to seeing it, though. I hate that they're playing that underdog role. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Just like you said, they've been dominant, and they've went to the AFC Championship, what, eight times in a row? Yeah. Now? Yeah. So it's like, how are you playing the underdog role? Yeah, you're not as good as years past, but you're still the same Patriots. Nobody buying to that but child. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate that they're using this fake motivation just to pump themselves up to beat the Chiefs. Right. You know, yeah, the Chiefs are probably a better team on paper, but at the same time, you still pay, you still. Last time I checked, you still got Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? You still got Tom Brady as your quarterback. That alone, right there, gives you an advantage. So. Like, I, I'm not buying into that underdog role, and it's kind of it's kind of disgusting. Like, stop it. Like, just go out disgusting. and play the game. Like, everybody <laughs> needs to find this old Sick fake of. motivation. You know, I heard this one team in the NFC bringing in trophies and all that stuff. Like, come on, man. Let's just play the game, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait,
bro. I've been, I have shots, been bro. waiting on this, bro. Right, I've been bro. waiting on this. Bro. I just get to sit back and eat my popcorn while y'all go tit for tat on the five, man. So the Saints and the Rams will be meeting in the NFC Championship. Uh, we talked about the AFC. The, the Patriots going to play the Chiefs um, Sunday evening. And then the Rams, my Saints, play your Rams, Los. In the afternoon game on Sunday for the NFC okay. Championship. Hey, if you can't get up for this game, you can't get excited for this game. You got two. You got. Let's talk about the playoffs, man. Let's talk. Let's about talk it. about. Let's. Hey, let's talk about how all three of us predicted that this would be the NFC yeah, Championship. We did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. We talked about it. We, we said, talked about this way early. Way like a week. What three? Yeah, it was, three yeah, or two? Yeah, early. Very early. Like we four. We four. Yeah, we four or five. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing we had was really who's going to have the number one seed and where it was going to go through. You know, obviously now we know that it's going through New Orleans. It's a tough place to play. But, you know what I'm saying? This, if you can't get excited for these playoffs, you got the top four offenses in the NFL playing this weekend. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. That's nuts. You know what I'm saying? You got the two of the, the best masterminds on offense on the NFC side going at it this week. So, you know, it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see – the, the adjustments of this game and the mind games and the, the coaching. Like, you're going to see two well-coached teams, and it's going to come down to probably the last drive. It's going to be a nail-biter. It's not going to be a blowout, you know, and, it, and then that's the advantage the Saints going to have because they're going to have their fans in it. You know, the only way to take their fans out of the game is to get a, a good enough lead, and I don't see that happening this week. But I still see the Rams pulling it out. Don't get me wrong. I see the Rams pulling it out. Okay. I feel different. I feel like the Saints will pull it out. Uh, let's let's go back. Let's go to you know the Rams Cowboys matchup. The Cowboys had control of that game for a little bit. Uh, I thought the Cowboys could have pulled it off, but you know they fizzled out. Uh, I, I mean, I disagree. I disagree with you, and the reason I say I disagree with you is yes, the Cowboys kept it kept it relatively close, but at the same time, you look at the time of the possession of that game. The Rams dominated the time of possession of that game. And the Rams, the Rams really were the more aggressive team. The Rams, the 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 Cowboys went like one for ten on third downs in that game. So the Rams really dominated that game. Yes, don't get me wrong. They made some good the Cowboys made some good plays to keep the game close and some big plays here and there. But the Rams on paper, I think, dominated that game as far as rushing yards. You have two one hundred yard rushes in that game. You know, you got you got us double him in time of possession, you know, and you kind of, you kind of, you, you sat um, Dak Prescott once, but, you know, he really wasn't able to really hit his spots, you know, he may, again, he made some plays, but then you, the biggest part of this is Ezekiel Elliott only rushed for 50 yards in that game. Going into that game, everyone was talking about how the Cowboys going to be able to run on the rounds and this, that, and the other. No one ever expected that the rounds would have two 100-yard rushes going into that game or um, after that game. Yeah, Caesar yeah. Anderson and uh, a girly, that combination yeah. turns out to be deadly. Yeah. And uh, I, I think just looking at it too, man, you can't just like point to the, the Rams and Cowboys game and say the Cowboys could have won when I mean it's not like the Saints just absolutely blew the Eagles off the field. So you're talking about two matchups in which teams had tough outs, tough games, but I think really in, in both without seriously breaking down both um, I think the superior team won in each matchup. Um, and I think what happened, too, especially even talking about the Saints matchup a little bit, I just think that time off and that kind of 
rust effect kind of really hurt the Saints early off. I think once they kind of started to shake that a little bit, then you started to see who was a superior team. But I mean, like you said, we called this weeks ago. I've been waiting on this. You know, I've been waiting to, to have a chance to look in the group, me and see y'all going back and forth. Been waiting to have a chance to sit here and record the pod and let y'all go back and forth. So the thing is, too, I'm not letting y'all off the hook. I want some real legit trash talk. No, I want y'all going it's at trash each other. I want the gloves on. You, man. I was trying to. I'm just trying to set the. I was just really trying to set the like. The table, you know what I'm saying? For the listen, I just wanted to ease into it a little bit. I wanted to talk about the Cowboys. So now I'm going to talk Saints Eagles. I'm going to talk Saints Eagles. We right. started off lackluster. Uh, Breeze had three weeks off, yeah. you know, because he didn't play week 17. So, I mean, he, of course, the first play of the game, he throws a pick. You know, he, he missed like a couple guys. He yes. missed some, some throws badly. Uh, but they got it rolling. Uh, Taysom Hill is my MVP of the season. Uh, if the season ends now, Taysom Hill is, is, is my MVP. Uh, I know that's surprising. Yeah, yeah. I know that's surprising. But whoa, 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 whoa. I got to rewind that. I'm not, I watched every Saints game this year. Uh, the Saints, like Taysom Hill is our spark plug. Like, you think about when we was when we were struggling against the Bucks. We started out lackluster against the Bucks. What happens? Taysom Hill blocks a punt. We score a touch. No, we got in field position. And right. he changed the scope of the I, game. In I this wanna... Eagles game, in this playoff game. Okay. I want to change. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me let me get out. Because I got to Because I think I got a little, little tweak. A little. Then, then, not only. I'm not saying MVP or the NFL. I'm saying MVP. No. Franchise MVP. I was, that's but, what I'm about to say. X Factor. X Factor is the term I think you're looking And then you think about, in this playoff game against the Eagles, we were struggling. And it wasn't until Taysom Hill, we faked the point. Taysom Hill right up the gut. Fourth and, what, fourth and five, fourth and four. Yeah. He got it. Yeah. He changed the scope of the game. Ever since then, we didn't look back. Marshall. But like Lowe said, and like I was about to say, I think you saying X Factor. To say MVP? Of the, of the, I'm willing to say MVP of the franchise. Oh, my. You got a guy that's a top two MVP candidate of the league, and he not the MVP no, of no, the franchise? I'm looking at... I'm looking at impact. I'm looking at impact. Like, yeah, Drew Brees put up the numbers. I, I do, you know, I do recognize that. But Bro. as far as us winning games, like, Taysom Hill has saved us so many times in this season. Like, he has saved, as a fan, I'm saying he has saved us. If he wasn't on our team, we probably wouldn't be what we were. So, if, he, if we lost that Bucks game, we wouldn't have had home field advantage. We wouldn't have. You know, we wouldn't have been... So, you, know, you can't give us X-Factor, though, bro. You can't give us X-Factor instead of MVP. MVP, most valuable player? Taysom Hill is the most valuable player on the Saints. I don't know, man. I, 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 it's hard for me not to think any differently, bro. Like... So, oh, all right. No, 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 no. You know, no, no just no. knowing me as a sportsman, I weigh performance in playoff games more than the regular bro. season in bro. myself. All right. In itself. Hear me out. Take Taysom Hill off the Saints. Take Drew Brees off the Saints. We'll be sitting at home right now. We will be playing the rounds right now. I'm saying, I'm saying, so if you leave everybody else on and take Taysom Hill off versus you leave everybody else on and take Drew Brees off, in which situation are you better off as the Saints? I say, I say we'd be better off without Taysom Hill in that, in that instant. But specifically, I'm looking at what transpired in these playoffs. 
And you know I hold like I don't like Peyton Manning, no offense. Like he has some of the greatest regular seasons in NFL history. But but one of his knocks is that in the playoffs he doesn't put up the numbers that he put up in the regular season, right? Somewhat. I still think that that, is, that has been misconstrued for a while, but I'm going to let you continue with your point, but that has been misconstrued. Because really his numbers, if you look at him and even compare him to Tom Brady and all that, are right there in, in postseason. But and then you look at James Harden. Point James Harden having this monster regular season that we'll discuss later on in the pod. But James Harden is known for when he gets in the playoffs, he shrinks in those big moments, right? So... Me, like, saying that an MVP, I feel like the most valuable player is the one that causes you to win that game. Taysom Hill caused us to win that game. So, so you're going to tell me in moments, I know you're a Lakers fan. We all Lakers fans. There were moments that Derrick Fisher hit big shots. Was he ever at any point the MVP of the Lakers? The I go back to that 09 series against the Orlando Magic, that yeah. game four. Yeah. When he hit the two biggest shots of that game, yeah. that really caused us to go up 3-1 and not be a 2-2 series that could extend it, but 3-1 and end up winning that series in five. Derrick Fisher, that's a Taysom Hill-type moment. Is Derrick Fisher the MVP of the Lakers, or is Kobe Bryant the MVP? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Kobe, Kobe is the MVP. <laughs> but it is different sports, though. Because <laughs> football, football, like, football is like... Any down, any play really can really like in the playoffs wise can really end you know end it off for you. I mean, I see what I feel like that is a big that that I mean, bro, I feel like it's go ahead, go ahead. Let me say this I feel like it's hard for me personally, and I mean, it's your opinion, Rob. And I feel like it's hard for me personally to call a player the MVP when he's in only a handful of plays. You know what I'm saying? When right. he's only coming in five, maybe five max, ten plays. No, he comes in. He, he comes in more frequently. That when he's featured, is maybe five times. But he's in. He's in quite. We a can bit. look at the snaps. Snaps, bro. We can look. That's numbers. But I, I don't think he's a player that's. He's not on the field as much as a Kamara. And Kamara split carries with Ingram. You know, he's not even on the field as much as y'all second receiver. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like he's well, coming in. I'll, I'll I say this. He is he's MVP factor. of the game. He was okay. MVP of the divisional round playoffs. I I can maybe give you that, and I and I'll, okay. I'll yield because you know that's your primary team. You are the Saints fan on this pod, but I'm so just I saying like impact, bro. Impact. Like when I look at when I look at we had zero momentum. The game was literally over at that point. If if Sean Payton didn't go for it on fourth down at that point, the game was over. That's how much momentum the Eagles... That's how bad the Eagles whipped us in the first quarter. Yeah. And, you know, that that fourth... The, the fact that he was able to, you know, get that fourth down for us, it, it was monumental, bro. Like that. Like, if we win the Super Bowl, I'm going back to that play. Yeah. No, it's big. And, you know, I think we'll have just an agree to disagree on this thing. But I side with Lowe's as Taysom Hill as X-Factor, Drew Brees okay. as MVP. I live with that. I live with that. But MVP, but Drew didn't play that well that game. First game of the game pick. He was missing. Yeah. He, he overthrew, uh, I, he overthrew Ted again yeah. two times. Uh, 
But you know, Michael right. Thomas, there's right. that factor. Michael Thomas went At off. the same time, all this is a moot point. If they come in, they about to lose to the Rams. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're doing <laughs> all, all right, this talking about the Saints it. and Taysom Hill. That's the second shot he right. threw. Let's get into it, man. Right. Rams, Rams, Saints, Sunday afternoon. Saints going to, I think they're going to tap. They're going to really tap tap that butt. I think we're going to. Come out with the win. <laughs> Look at it. We've done it once. We're going to do it again. I mean, I I mean, I will say so this. So what's your prediction? My what's prediction, score? I will say this. I'm going to be honest because I have to, you know, you know, for our listeners, I have to be, you know, objective. If we come out like we did against the Eagles in the first quarter, the Rams can easily ring us for 28 points before we blink our eyes. If we play that way. Mm. But, mind you, I mean, the the, the the Eagles didn't score since the yeah. first quarter. Yeah, they made it. So, that tells me two things. That tells me that Dennis Allen is is the master adjuster and that he's a genius on defense and he deserves credit. No doubt. Secondly, it, it, it shows me that our defense has grit. Now, I will say this, Sheldon Rankins being, you know, torn Achilles, that that's gonna Ooh, that's, that's, huge. that's a big Speak that's on a huge it, That's a huge blow. <laughs> and I, I'm interested prior to the injury, I was confident w- with us stopping yeah, the run. Right, but yeah. uh statistically it's been proven that Sheldon Rankins is the best run defender on our team. Yeah. Speak on it, man. But being a Dennis Allen is is the you know, master adjuster, I feel like that shouldn't be an issue. So I'm going to say this. You're not just going to speed by that part and just kind of throw that out there about Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon Rankins is a monster. He's an underrated defender. We talked about this before and how underrated he is and how he don't get enough respect in the league. He let, he had eight sacks on the year, too. He yeah. can also get out. As a defensive tackle? Yeah. As a defensive tackle. He can also get out to the quarterback. So that is huge. That is huge. And so we look at the Eagles game before. Now, the Eagles don't have a good run game. Let's be honest. They have a decent run game at most. You got Corey Clement coming out there running the ball, or washed-up Sproles running the ball. You know, they got all those players, you know. Yeah, they still was able to do without Sheldon Rankins. But when you got two players that have been pro bowls at their position, and C.J. Anderson, and you got Ty Gurley, you know, you got them wearing down on the defense, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be able to tell first quarter, Who's gonna win this game? If the if the if the Rams come out and they're hitting the Saints for five seven yards in the first quarter, the game is over, and you can book it. So you, if they shutting us down the first two drives, and they shutting us down, okay, we're gonna be in the dog fight. But if you, the Rams come out, mark my words, and we can talk about this next week. If the Rams come out and we can look back at the first drive or the first couple drives, the Rams come out and hit the Saints for five seven yards. Rushing, that's game time. Because you know what? That's going to set up Jared Goff for the play action. And that's going to set up Ty Gurley to come in behind C.J. Anderson and hit you for a long run. And so that's the biggest. You're not just going to speed past Sheldon Rankins being out. Sheldon Rankins, y'all going to feel that this week. And with this two-headed monster coming, it's over, man. It's over. And that's that crowd ain't going to be a factor. Because we're going to run all day. Because guess what? You don't really need that much uh, snap counts and all that when you're running the ball. When you're running the ball and you're keeping the crowd out of it, that's game time. And that's why I feel like the Rams going to move on and the Rams going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I feel what you're saying, but at the same time, like I say, Dennis Allen is the is the master adjuster. Man, I've seen it too many times this season. I've seen teams go on a you know a five seven yards in the first quarter, and then boom, second half, man, none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna be straight. We're gonna rally around it. I mean, it, you know, that's one player down, but I think that. You know, the dome is going to be too electric. I don't think, you know, I think it's nice to say. I mean, I heard, oh, the Eagles, you know, in their practice facility put the crowd noise on on, on speaker and everything. But it, it, you really can't prepare for what you're about to face, man. But, you know, one thing I will say is that uh, Marcus Peters. <laughs> he won his gumbo this weekend, yeah. man. <laughs> Hey, shout out to Marcus, man. If you want some gumbo, man, I'm going to be in New Orleans this weekend, man. We can go get some gumbo. He's going to need it after he, gonna get, after he gets worked by uh, MT wow. uh, this weekend. That's going to happen again? Oh, MT. I know it's going to happen, bro. Like, You think he's going to work, Marcus Peters? Did you see what Michael Thomas did last week? I did. I saw what he did in week nine live at the game. Michael Thomas. But do you think he's going to do that to him again? Michael Thomas is a beast. So this, I, I this, don't think, I think it's I think. beyond this his control. I, I mean, Michael Thomas is a top five receiver, if not top three. I can make an argument for top three. And right. he, he'll do that to anybody. Yeah. You know, he's right. a physical And I get he's that. A Michael Thomas specimen. is a monster. And this is what I think, though. This matchup is setting up for the classic Hollywood storyline. You know, you got your, 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 your top dog at the time. Which was the Rams, an undefeated team, going into New Orleans week nine, lose the game, right? You know, get knocked down, get get beat. You know, Michael Thomas said records pulling out cell phones, all that embarrassed them, right? You know, I'm gonna go back further than that. You go, you go back to week four of the preseason. The Rams and the Saints played each other, and during that game, um, Sean Payton ran up the score on the Rams and was throwing out challenge flags on the Rams in the fourth quarter, challenge to see if they got a two-point conversion. And, you know, That's and the camera shows Sean, Sean McVay and looking like, really, dude? What, why are you really throwing a challenge flag in the fourth preseason game? You know, to that extent. So that it goes back further than that. So what I'm saying is this week nine matchup is setting up for the storyline of the top dogs getting knocked down Finally getting their opportunity later on when it's all on the line. Why are you trying to play underdogs? Y'all are not underdogs. Y'all are not underdogs, bro. Like, no, I'm not saying we're underdogs. I said we was the top dogs. We were the top dogs in week nine. We had the undefeated record. I said the top dogs get knocked off. It's just like the Rocky movie. Rocky, he's the top dog. Get beat. Then he comes back and win eventually. That's, that's a fictional, that's a fictional I think, artistic I think it's, expression. I think it's funny, too, how you said Hollywood, knowing that they're the L.A. Rams, try to conveniently say that little piece. But, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a great game. I've been waiting for it uh, all year. I'm a little bit somewhat biased to the Saints. I'm just going to be honest. The Saints have always been my secondary team as the home team. They um, mine, too. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't want to hear it. Nah, nah, you don't want to hear that. That's past tense. I'm speaking past tense. Not anymore. Yeah. I don't root for them. Yeah, but I think one of the keys to the game um, is going to be Kamara's involvement early in the game. And the yeah. reason why I say this is to me, I've seen too many times where Sean Payton waits too long to get Kamara yeah. the touches that he needs. You see it week in and week out. And to last me, that week, last sure. week, it was ridiculous. 
You got one of the best weapons in the game. I view Kamara, and maybe some people think I'm overrating him, as a top five weapon in the game. As a multi-purpose weapon, I think he's top five in the game. And right, and so I see, and of course, too, I was a Camara fantasy owner as well. So you know, you look at it through that scope. But I see week in and week out, and I'm looking at Sean Payton like, use this guy. I know you have Mark Ingram back there as well. I know you're trying to spread around the touches, but use Camara to his full capability. And I feel like they waited a little bit too long to get that rolling. Then you saw the offense start clicking as they started to feed Kamara last week. And I think that this week, you can't wait on that. Because like you said, if the Rams get rolling early, the Rams have an offense that, that to me, is not going to stall like the Eagles' mm-hmm. offense stall. So you may have a situation where you eventually slow the Rams down, but yeah. you're not going to put them to a screeching halt like you put the Eagles to. Yeah. So you can't come out and let the uh, and let the Rams get rolling from jump. You like can't I let said, them. If, they, you, if we come out like we did last week, they're going to put up 28 points on us in the first yeah. quarter. And I, I'm, I'm very interested to see the adjustments that Sean McVay is going to make. I know both of them are, are masterminds, so masterminds don't get me wrong. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to underrate Either, but like Sean Sean McVay, that dude is is a genius to me, bro. That dude is a genius, and I'm just interested to see after everything that tallied up and happened in Week Nine, after what Los is mentioning about preseason Week Four, I'm interested to see how he's gonna come back and now attack that Saints defense. I'm interested to see what the game plan, what the changes and the strategy is going to be. So, I mean, I'm just ready to sit back with some popcorn and enjoy the game. But, you know, I'm going to let y'all keep rolling and, and hey, talking hey, trash. Hey, I, I can't wait to – and, 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 and Los, don't, 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 don't block me because when it, when it happens, I'm, I'm definitely going to be hitting your phone. <laughs> I'm going to answer too. Yeah, I hope you do because, I mean, we'll be trying the first time. You didn't answer the first couple of times. That's neither here nor there. I had to call his girl for him to answer. Like, he he, he wouldn't answer my phone call, but it's all good. No, hit me out. If if y'all beat us, you probably going to be in a long line of people on hold for me to talk to, first of all. I got enough Saints fans between my father-in-law, between my, my daddy, between you and between people I've been getting into already on like Facebook and stuff, like I, I mean, I'm taking it all. You know, I'm the <laughs> only Long Rams fan, but I'm gonna let it be known. You know what I'm saying? I ain't hiding. Yeah. I ain't hiding. So, you know what I'm saying? We we gonna win this game, so, and I'm gonna take my time calling each one of y'all too. Each so, one of y'all. Make so, sure y'all pick up. <laughs> so let's evaluate this game. So the way I feel like the game flow is gonna be, I, I feel like it's gonna. I feel like initially, I think it's going to be one of those, like, defensive struggle type things. And then, like, I think the second quarter, somebody's going to take off. And, you know, I think ultimately it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to come down to the last possession, too. Um, I think that it, it being, the game being in the dog, I think it's going to help golf off, golf Go, out, uh, out, out yeah. a lot. But, you know, at the same time, it is playoff atmosphere. And I feel like that, that dog is going to be gonna be booming. I don't feel like he has the, that type of experience. I feel like that's gonna play a factor into it. Uh I feel like Cooks is gonna be Brandon Cooks is gonna be extremely motivated to have a great game yeah. in front of the Saints who we own we've we've had he's been a part of our uh franchise for, you know, um half over half of his career so far. So I feel like he's gonna be extra motivated. Um 
any other factors. I feel like Marcus Peters will be motivated. Yeah. But I feel like he's gonna try too hard. Yeah, because he's not. He's not. He's not. Los will even admit this. He's not the best cover corner. He's he's, he's at his best when he's able play, to jump. He's able to jump. Yeah. yeah, when he's able to jump, jump routes and, and have that freedom to jump. Yeah. You know, he's gonna be well. But straight up, he's not that. Uh, Talib is washed. I don't feel like I don't feel like I, not, not quite watched, I feel like man. Was I don't think you he see did. what happened last week I, I mean okay. come on man he, he's <laughs> like come on man let's call a spade a spade I see let's, you sent them the message did you see what happened last week I'm gonna send you a video of him being wired up during the game Talib played a hell of a game like I don't yeah. know what you so he didn't get so he didn't get beat multiple times throughout the game. No, what game did you I, watch? No, the safety got beat, Lamarcus Jonah, but not to lead. Yeah, I, I'm somewhere in the in the, in the well, I guess because I'm unbiased, I'm somewhere in the middle. Oh, yeah. Man, don't you try to be who are you, Molly, right now? <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm moderating this. I'm moderating this one. I already told y'all. You already know how we discussing the group me. I'm gonna let y'all pull out the boxing gloves. Y'all gonna go ahead. Y'all fight. Talib is watched. Lowe's don't watch. Talib is not. I'm glad. Talib is not. Talib's gonna lock down MT this weekend. That don't mean he watched just because he's not gonna lock him down. Who Who's really gonna go out and lock down MT? So he's gonna contain MT. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. First of all, I remember Talib that can lock down any number one receiver in the league. Lock down? So, first of all, at least contained. MT go off and the Rams win, I'm happy. And second second of all, the Rams haven't allowed over 270 yards since Tlaib has came back. 207 passing yards since Tlaib came back. So, that's a huge stat. And so, I wouldn't I wouldn't just too much say that Tlaib's washed and Marcus Peters, so, you know, his head not going to be right. So, I, wouldn't go I ain't worried about the head. head. I'm talking about his ability. He's not a good cover. So, who do you think y'all going to put on MT, Marcus Peters or Tlaib? Nope. We're not gonna put anybody. Wherever side of you on your yeah, guard. It's not that gonna way. be shadow, probably. No, we're yeah. not doing that. We did that we did that week nine and that's what because we made Tlaib, a mistake. Well, because Talib wasn't there. I don't think it right. would have happened in week nine if Talib was there. I hope exactly. I hope we lying. I, I, I Sean Payton a genius. Line him up wherever Marcus Peters at. Line him up against him, bro, because he can't. I'm, I'm just him. interested to see when the Rams are going, you know, three, four, potentially. I don't really see five wide as much. But I'm interested to see the matchup of how they try to exploit P.J. Williams. That's oh what I'm God. interested to see. Because <laughs> P.J. <laughs> and another thing, so another underrated point <laughs> is the Saints' offensive line is banged up. P.J. has yeah, so Andrews Pete is banged up. You got um, Armstead oh is still kind of. Andrews yeah. Pete, bro. Yeah, he was penalty after penalty. But I think part of it is attributed to he was They say he up. had a broken hand. What does a broken hand have to do with false thoughts? Okay, I give you that. But I, I get it gets in your it gets in your mind when you didn't been getting when you getting beat because you don't have that full complete leverage. It gets in your mind, so you trying to get that little advantage. Like, let me get off the ball as soon as you and know. And then I'll say you this too. One of them holding calls was, was BS. Like, if the guy is falling down, uh, yeah, that was no, it was yeah, that was bad. It was bad that you gotta finish the play. No, it was bad. bad. That was a bad call. But <sighs> I don't know, man. It's I see the strengths and weaknesses on on each side, man. I I think it's gonna be a heck of a game, and I really I don't want to see I don't want to see a blowout. I don't want to see any, I want to see a game that you comes. See a slugfest, yeah, man. I want to see a slugfest that I comes. To, I want us to make it quick and easy, man. And the reason I, I want to embarrass him. <laughs> the reason why 
you know, with me thinking that it's going to be a close it's, game. It's, it's nice to finally see y'all relevant, though, Los. Y'all been trash for a long time. <laughs> to, see y'all in a conference, to see y'all in a conference championship game, bro, it, it, you know, it's refreshing. You know, right. just like I say, Marcus Peters, you know, enjoy the gumbo, enjoy Bourbon Street. You know, when y'all lose it, the good thing about it, when y'all lose, y'all have – you know, y'all have like the y'all can go on Bourbon Street, y'all can go on Frenchman Street, y'all can enjoy the king cake and the gumbo down there. You know, it won't be a total loss, you know. Yeah, and so in the same sense of, you know, it's good to see the Saints good too, you know. They ain't nobody showing up with bags on their head. People ain't saying they the ain'ts and all that stuff. And that was before we won the Super Bowl in 09. But bro. at the same time, the last 20 years, we both got one championship. So does it really matter how good y'all are? Oh, he goes back 20 years. He goes back 20 years. He goes back 20 years. Oh, my God. The last God. 20 years. When the last time y'all won the Super Bowl? 2000? Yeah. Y'all last time y'all won. What is it, 2019? 2009. Yeah. <laughs> at least 2009. We won. Look, at least I was we, in high school when y'all last won. Come and, on, man. With the flat top, and huh? And the last time y'all won, I was eight years old. How was that one? Okay. Right. Eight <laughs> years old? Yeah. You was eight, too. Oh, wow. So, Whatever, man. I cannot wait to beat y'all, man. You gonna man wear, gonna so, so which good. jersey you gonna wear? Los, you gonna wear a girly jersey? You gonna wear an Eric Donald jersey? I'm going with the Donald, man. I'm <laughs> Yeah, now that is going. That's going to be a tough matchup for that offensive line. Donald didn't show up that first game. Y'all blocked him pretty well, but with y'all offensive line being banged up now, that's going to be tough. Donald going. Donald going to be the one that bring. That's going to be able to change that game. You, you got to We got an all. We got an all pro, pro, pro Bowl offensive tackle in Armstead. In Armstead, we got an all pro Pro Bowl tackle over there, so I think we'll be fine. Okay. I think y'all don't lose. Well, all right, so let, I mean, we gotta go. Yeah, I don't know if you st- if you done yet breaking it down or whatever, but I feel like we still gotta go round table on the score prediction. All right, man. all right. We gotta I, go, I, I go, first. I'll go first. I'll I go first. Um, let's see. I think it's gonna be thirty-eight, thirty Saints. Hmm. Interesting. Lowe's, what you got? First time, first time they played, the Saints won 45-35. I would say the, game, the score is going to be more of 42-28. Wow. Right. Wow. Decisive win. Um, I got 35-31. Saints pulling it out in the dome. All right. 35-31. Two against one. Let's go. <laughs> so, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have fun with this next weekend. I mean, next week when we uh, record. Yeah. If we don't do an emergency podcast on that Monday, but if we, <laughs> if we lose, I'm not going to be up for it. But we're not. We're going to uh-huh. win. So, y'all be prepared to record on Monday. Right. Yeah, so, um, AFC Championship, what, what are y'all predictions there? You think the Patriots and the, Patri- the Patriots and the Chiefs, what, who you have? Oh, man. The Chiefs have had yeah. the Patriots number. Right. That's a very tough one for me, man, because it's like, naturally, I would want to pick the Chiefs, but like I said... That but dream I, I had, that dream I had meant something. And that dream I had came to pass this past weekend with the way that the Patriots looked and dominated. But forget the dream I had. I'm rolling with the Chiefs, man. Chiefs man. are going to get it done, man. I don't, I'm not going to count. I mean, if they had Kareem Hunt, 
Maybe, but you know, I'm gonna have to roll with the Patriots. That weather's gonna be terrible too. That weather is gonna be bad. But they both yeah. they both equipped for it because yeah. they both used to cold, bad weather. So, who you got? I'm, I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the Chiefs to win it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't see. It. I. I. I don't see. It. I really don't. I don't think. I. The Patriots just. The, I can't count them out. I can't. I never can go against the Patriots. I. I mean, yeah. deep down in my heart, I'm gonna be rooting against them. Yeah. But to be right, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I. I the the one thing that you know I see with the Chiefs. I know Bill Belichick historically over the years he's gonna take off like one person. So. Whether it's going to be Tyreek Hill that he focuses on, whether it's going to be uh, Travis Kelsey that he focuses on, he's going to try to take somebody out of it. I just think that the Chiefs have too many weapons for that strategy, that type of strategy to work against them. Um, But, I mean, the Patriots, they are the Patriots. But I just want to see them go down too, man. I think part of it too, I'm I'm picking with my heart as well, that I just want to see the Patriots lose, man. I don't want to see them in another Super Bowl. I'm tired of seeing that for over sure. and over again. For sure, for sure. That's how I feel. So, y'all check them games out. Uh, Saints come on, I think they like two. And then uh, I think the Patriots play like, well, after that, obviously. Yeah. But I think the start time is supposed to be approximately like five. So, make sure you're checking those out. I think the D, I mean, I. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be having this recency bias, but I feel like, and then my team in it. But I feel like this, this, these are some great playoff matchups that I can remember in the I past. Think, I think the most intriguing playoff matchups in recent NFL history, honestly. The, the mayor of Atlanta, she's a beautiful lady. Shout out to her. But she said that she doesn't want the, she don't want anybody but the anybody but the Saints in Atlanta. Man, so that gives us a little bit more. Fire, I think, a little bit more bulletin board material. I mean, that would be crazy for the Saints to go to Atlanta and win the Super Bowl in the Falcons Stadium. That would be that's disrespectful. I feel played if the Falcons did that to us. Yeah, that would be crazy, bro. That would be crazy. But definitely, like you said, two intriguing matchups. You know, I know I'm going to be glued to the TV. Watching every single minute, every single snap, every single second of those those games. Texting most every single section, every single play. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So NBA, man, your boy Kyrie said he had to make a phone call, (laughs) and he had to apologize to the king himself for his transgression, (laughs) man. For his past transgressions of the time they spent together in Cleveland (laughs) on a random Sunday night (laughs) saying that it's tough to be a leader and that everybody's not built for it. What do you guys make of it? I think it was appreciation and I gotta respect Kyrie for that. You know what I'm saying? Like Kyrie wanted to and he said, and he admitted it in that interview, that Kyrie wanted to get away from LeBron, lead his own team, make his own ways. You know, he all, he was tired of being that little brother to LeBron. 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 He was tired of being that little brother to, Le, to LeBron, you know. And so I think, you know, with them both being signed under Nike, you know, that championship, you know, no one talked about how the big shot that Kyrie made. They always talk about what? The block, the block that LeBron made. 
You know what I'm saying? And so I think he wanted to get his own spotlight and kind of, uh, you know, make his own waves. And so, but I think now that he's leading his own team and he's having these ups and downs and he's trying to motivate these guys, he appreciates and see what LeBron was trying to do with him. You know what I'm saying? Instead of him trying to be that stubborn young kid, you know, like, oh, I got this. You know, now he kind of see it. It's all coming full circle. You know, and again, what's not being mentioned is Kyrie Irving is a free agent. You know, he has not signed long-term with the Celtics yet. So that kind of makes it interesting that, you know, okay, he appreciates. Maybe he's like, okay, cool. Now let's go win another one in L.A., LeBron. Yeah, no, actually, that's a very interesting point because I was actually talking about this earlier today with my brother who's, uh, also a Lakers fan because he's a LeBron fan. You know, we were at odds for years, but now it's weird that we root for the same team. But uh, he actually kind of made that same point of, of thinking like, you know, hey, is, is something kind of brewing? Is it maybe this offseason we might see a reunion? We know the Lakers do have that max cap space. You know, and if Kyrie were to come over, then the Lakers would still have some additional money because he's not getting the Kevin Durant type of max when he comes and we have enough money for the KD type of max. Um, but I think, you know, it takes a lot for Kyrie to do what he did. You know, it takes a lot for a man to, you know, kind of admit in, in a sense that he was kind of wrong. You know, it's not like he's saying everything that he did was wrong and he, you know, did, you know, leaving in the way he did and all that kind of stuff. But for him to kind of realize and say, hey, you know, now I see it from your perspective. Now, you know, I'm somewhat in your shoes, you know, for him to be able to be man enough to to make that call, to reach out, you know, says a lot about him, says a lot about his character. And also, like you said, could say that he's like, man, let's let's put the, the band back together and let's let's get it rolling. So, you know. Well, the thing I hate about it is that Stephen A was like, well, maybe I've, I've gotten a text. Uh, you know, I've heard about a text that, you know, uh, Kyrie may be trying to make it easier for him to get to L.A. by apologizing to LeBron. We all know the luck we've had when Stephen A. I had, I had, gosh, man. <laughs> so, we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, he just ruined it. So, um... But on, I mean, just like you said, I respect it. It says a lot about his character, you know, because, you know, you just, you know, Kyrie is our age. He's like 26, 27. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, he, he's really coming into his own and he was able to look back now that he's with Boston. They've gone through this rough patch. Right. He's seeing what it takes to be a leader. Right. And, you know, I know one thing about being a leader, man, everything falls on your shoulders. And it's easy to say when you're a really, really good player, but there's a, a leader on the team. You can just do your thing and, and get your stats and play play ball and don't have to worry about the other things like the media blaming everything on you. Right. Uh, you know, having to take over in certain spots. Like, right. you know, so I think that it, it really was a was maybe a come to um uh I guess a come to reality for Kyrie. And you look at Kyrie, Kyrie has always been clutched throughout his career, but yeah. you look at the game uh, on Wednesday night against the Sixers and how he just took over. And, you know, I think that he assisted and, and scored, I think, on, you know, I think what it was like the the greater percentage of the points that was put up, you know, I think the yeah. last 11 possessions. Did like, he have like a career high in assists too? Like yeah, was, he did. It was yeah. like 12 assists. So, you know, he, you know, he has that killer instinct and I feel like you've seen that last portion. Maybe that was one of my my thoughts on it is maybe that that was one of 
you know, the last portions of, of I guess, closure for his time in Cleveland. It's been made a, a bunch about how he pushed his way to Boston, how he requested the trade. Right, right. Maybe that last thing he was battling with was, like, coming to grips and, like, I admit, LeBron taught me a lot. Kobe has taught me a lot. Okay, I've given, finally giving LeBron his credit, you know, that, that he was due for. Now I'm focused on Boston and getting his team to championship and making my own legacy. So I think I don't think he's leaving Boston. I think he's gonna stay there because just knowing the type of player he is, he has that moment mentality. He requested that trade because he wanna be the man. He was the man in Cleveland, but LeBron taught him how to win once LeBron came back to Cleveland. And now I feel like he's learned enough to take Boston to that next level. So here's what I think on that. I think it's not far-fetched to think that Kyrie is leaving just because of this fact. When Kyrie went down last year with that injury, we had a stretch where, you know, the Celtics fans really got behind Terry Rozier. Scary Terry, that's all that when that came alive. And Terry Rozier showed that he can be a player in this league. And so I think with all these contracts and these young players that and these assets that the Celtics have, I don't know if they want to lock up another big contract. They already had to go and pay Al Horford. They already paid Gordon Hay- um, Hayward. You know, and then they got these young players coming up that's going to eventually need contracts. Then you got Terry Rozier, who's also, you know, a player that's going to eventually need to be paid. So it's not far-fetched to think, you know, they may move on from Kyrie. So, yeah, Kyrie may want to be a Celtic, but the way that Danny Ainge moved, he showed that he's not afraid to make a bold move, you know, and move on from Kyrie. And so that's why I say that, you know, I think Kyrie, maybe he, he didn't say that to intent to get to L.A., but he's keeping his options open, all doors open right now. And I think that's more what that statement was, to keep his options all open and to show respect to LeBron and let everybody know that that they're good. You know what I'm saying? And he kind of said that during the interview too, like, you know, relax, relax, we good. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. And so um, I, I think that's what he was doing, keeping his options open just in case they do decide to go with Terry Rozier. Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely see it. Now, it would be interesting – you know, if he did make his way to L.A., of how that would work out roster-wise and what, you know, the Lakers may end up having to do personnel-wise. You have the young guy in Lonzo Ball that, you know, runs point for the Lakers and, you know, B.I.s kind of sometimes slid down whenever LeBron is in there. B.I.s slid down to the two and, you know, figuring all that out and shuffling that together um, would kind of be something interesting to figure out. But, I mean, we're a ways away from that. Um, uh, figuring that piece out of, of di- if this in fact leads to you know Kyrie making an exit and coming to LA or something like that but um, I mean I think overall it's a, it's a good story um, and it's a situation where Kyrie finally you know was able to see what it means you know being a leader having everything on his shoulders and he's realized that you know maybe it wasn't all that he thought it was or you know maybe it wasn't so many times we find ourselves period in certain places in life and trying to get to this next spot or be, you know, rushed to get this too quick. And, you know, sometimes when we actually see what it's like, it kind of changes our full perspective on it. So, you know, I think Kyrie had to go through that to realize, you know, what it took and to respect what LeBron went through. So at the same time, it wasn't all lost with him going to Boston. And, you know, if he do leave, he learned a lesson that, hey, 
You know, it takes a lot being when it's all on your shoulder and people are expecting the most from you and, you know, and you're trying to motivate other guys under you. So I think he had to go through that experience to, you know, get to where he at now. Yep, I agree. I mean, it's, it's great, but it's great to see. It's great to see grown men acting like grown men, you know. Right. And then he's able to reconcile. And, you know, Kyrie is, is, is probably one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, top five favorite players in the league, so you know it's nice to see, you know them come to uh, grips of it, and, and uh, like I said, I, I expect Kyrie to take off from me. I think that was the last, I think that was the last, uh, the the last piece for him to really be considered a legitimate leader, a legitimate franchise player, and cornerstone player that's that's able to be reflective and is able to to hold himself accountable. Mm. So it, it was nice to see to me. Um. So, uh, NBA is still kind of like yeah, kind of dead. I mean, <laughs> I, the only thing to me that's really been going All-Star. recently. Well, All Star is very yeah, interesting. I, I saw Luca like what second? See second, in second in voting. Uh, How good has he been? Luca's been great as a rookie. I think I saw something. Uh, I can't remember how many. Whether it's a three or four, three to five game stretch or something where. He's had 25, 5, and 5, and he's been the only rookie to do that since Michael Jordan. Uh, he and Michael Jordan are on yeah. the list. So anytime that you can be exclusively on the list with Michael Jordan, you're in good company. <laughs> well, uh, they, they just show numbers. I saw a stat line where he, he's putting up the same numbers, identical to Le, what LeBron put yeah, up as a it's, rookie. It's crazy. His... He's just it shows that he was playing pro basketball in what was viewed as the second best league in the world. Like it shows he was MVP of that league at the age that he was. Like his his game just seems so far so many so far past the, his years and his age. Like yeah. he just seems his like a savvy backs, his range, his yeah, passing, his savvy shooting. vet out there, man. Savvy vet. The game isn't too fast out there for him. He plays at his own pace. He controls everything. I mean, he's so good to the point that now they're looking to shop Dennis Smith Jr. Something you were kind of alluding to (laughs) um, earlier, you know, a couple of months ago or weeks or whatever, how long ago it was. But, you know, they're willing to kind of do that because they kind of see the writing on the wall with Luka and seeing that they have really a perennial all-star in Luka. Yeah, Luka, man, he – I know a couple Mavs fans, and they weren't even too sure that he was going to be who – they thought he was, but I mean, I think we're at a point to understand. I mean, we look at the Mavs got Steve Nash, the Mavs got Dirk, man, like Mark Cuban or whoever that staff is. They know how to draft foreign players. Yeah, and the the thing about it, man, it's like I just like why couldn't Luca have come out one year earlier, man? Why <laughs> one one year, man? One <laughs> year from missing out on Luca, man, because. Gosh, man, that dude is special. Yeah, he's very special. He's special. I, I think he's one of those. Uh, I think he's one of those uh, generational talents. Yeah. And that you know you don't use that lightly, but I mean you look at I mean he's had like three or four game winners already. I'm like, as a rookie, like he's pretty he's pretty much that cornerstone. It's definitely a, a passing of the torch, you know, from Dirk, you know, which Dirk has probably been done. His time has been passed. Yeah, but it's watched. definitely a passing of the torch. It's going to be one of those things years That's down the road. But we look at it, and we look at it like, Luca and Dirk played together? 
Like, you know, <laughs> one of those type of things, because Dirk, you know, is kind of telling off, you know, and at the, and then, no you know, at the, and then late in the future, <laughs> Luca going to be a star. So it's going to, it's going to, I'm looking forward to it. And I like Luca a lot, man. He's special. Yeah, yeah, Luca. The Mavs got him a good one. Yeah. I, it hurts for me to say. Yeah, I know. I can't it's, stand the Mavs. Yeah, but. me neither. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So what do y'all think about AB not answering the almost calls, Antonio Brown? I think it's AB being AB, bro. It's exactly what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really I, interested to see how what you think about it because you were kind of defending him. Yeah, on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm about to defend him again. I do think it's pretty unorthodox. Like, I, I feel like these NFL owners want these football players to march in the line and, and act right. You know, just like uh, Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron, what? You talking about Aaron Foster or Aaron? The coach. You talking about Bruce Arians? Yeah, Bruce Arians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was coming eventually. Yeah, it was gonna come. I was gonna get it together. But you know, he say. Uh, you know, that's not the same A B we drafted and you know, he he needs to learn how to act a certain way, but I have so much respect. He works hard on the field and off it. And I'm like I'm thinking to myself, then A B responded with Twitter because he petty. He was like, You didn't draft me, you drafted Emmanuel Sanders, blah blah blah. But, you know, my thing is like A B is regarded like anybody would say that he's the hardest working football the hardest working player in the league. And, you know, it shows on the field for his preparation. He's one of the best players in the league, if not the one of the best, if not the best player in the league. And He's not the best. He's one of the best. And he's, <laughs> he, he's the best at his position. But, you know, you know, I, I don't understand why, you know, he can't voice his opinion. He can't, you know, you know it's just like the owners be like, shut up and just play ball. Like, you can't have... You can't disagree with ownership. You can't disagree with the team. I don't think AB is gonna be a stellar next year. Yeah, I mean, oh, you last week you said he was gonna be a stellar. Now you think he gone? Yeah, I think I think he gone, man. Like he's not answering that's, the owners' calls. It's reported yeah. that he's not answering the owners' calls. That obviously he want to be dealt. Obviously he doesn't. I mean, and that was kind of our argument last week. Was like you look at the his age. You look at. You know, and when that wasn't last week, that was two weeks ago, excuse me, because yeah, Ramon was on the pod. So yeah. you look at his age, you look at the issues that, you know, that's going on with the team and him. I think, you know, it's the smartest move to, for him to move on for both parties. You know, get what you can out of the player that led the league in touchdowns, which I was wrong on that week. You know, I didn't get a chance to say that. Led the league on in touchdowns, you know. And so, I mean, it's, 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 it's time, you know what I'm saying? I think it's one of those things. It's time. Get what you can. Get some picks out of him. It probably won't replace that value, think, but at least you get something. I think AB got a good five him. years in him, though. A good five more years. Yeah, in him. I'm just interested to see who will be that team out there that's going to go and do that. Go and do that. It's hard, though, because, again, you look <laughs> at it. You know, he wants the ball. Where he going to go, he wants to be the man. He's not going to go and be a second fiddle. You already got Juju taking snaps from him. You think he going to take Michael Thomas taking snaps Yeah, and the, and the Saints don't have the capital to, no, to, to go. I'm just yeah. saying. They don't have that. They don't have that ability to go out there and make that happen. I mean, my Colts technically could make it happen. But I don't think I see Ballard doing that because Ballard has said that he really want to build – our team through the draft to sustain success. So, uh, so I don't know. I'd be it'd be very interesting to see where he goes. But I think that you know 
Los and I agreed that it was time to move on, but I think that also, too, I have to acknowledge I probably was wrong, too, because when it came down to it and I said whether he'll be there or not, I was along the lines of still thinking that they could work something out and that he would be there, but, I mean, it definitely doesn't look. What about AB in San Francisco? I mean, I can see it. I mean... They don't have a true number one here. That's his best spot. They have draft picks. They have good draft picks. I see it happening. Jimmy I don't G want it to happen, AB. but I see it happening. It don't. It doesn't move the needle and to me. Kittles. Kittles it moves thought. a needle for me. It Just having that weapon it. on the field alone. And then you got the Kittles. One guy, Kittles is a weapon too. Yeah. You got Kittles. You, the tight end. you know, broke right. records this year. So. I guess if you get McKinnon back too. Mm. Ooh. But I, I still stand by what I said, man. I don't. It doesn't move the needle to me. Either. It doesn't. Okay. It moves a needle for me. Now I think they go from a team that's not a top two pick in the draft to a team that me winning maybe seven. You know, we've seen these teams. You look at around the league, the Bears, the Rams, a team that sucked the year before and just take off the next year. If we look at the 49ers, look across the 49ers roster. They had bad breaks. You know, no pun intended. They had Jimmy Garoppolo get <laughs> literally, hurt. Literally they had their top bad running bad get hurt. You know, and then you got Marquise Goodwin, uh, uh, yeah, Goodwin get in and out the lineup all year. Kittle was the only guy that pretty much stayed healthy all year. You know, it's like they really had a banged up roster and team, and they defense, their team were in many of their games this year, and they were well coached, and that's why you see somebody like Kyle Shanahan who gets another chance because that team was banged up. No one will talk about how he's going to get fired or whatever. Then they got a top two pick going into this draft, which that's not talked about enough. So if they're able to get a, a player like AB for a second round and a third round pick, something crazy like that, and keep their first round pick, because I doubt they give up a top two pick for AB at this time and at this age, um, and pull that off and then get their top pick, that moves a needle for me. They can move into a team that win nine, maybe ten games. Okay. Okay. I feel that. I don't. I. <laughs> 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 it's good analysis. It's good analysis. No, it's great. It's great analysis. I was saying I don't from the perspective of I still it doesn't move the needle for me, but great analysis though. But we we differ on opinions on a lot of yeah, stuff. So. We, we got three different perspectives. Uh, so I mean, we are all in. Man. I think we, you know, done it. You know, anything else, y'all? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we pretty much touched on it, man. I. That's another wrap on episode 27. 27. I said 26. Like, yeah. That was a nice <laughs> way to correct me, too. Yeah. Episode 27. And we still here. Make sure that you follow us on O underscore Benchwomers on Twitter and Instagram. Follow, uh, make sure you hit us up. Give us a like on Facebook. Opinionated Benchwomers. Just search that. Make sure that you are subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and our Stitcher. I don't know if Stitcher does subscribe. Yeah, 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 you can. They do? You can add it. I will do that. <laughs> subscribe on Stitcher. Yeah. And, you know, thanks for the support. Thank you for listening. And, you know, hit us up on Twitter as well. And uh, go Saints. And we're going to smash the Rams. <laughs> I'm on record saying that. We're going to smash the Rams. <laughs> It's gonna be embarrassing, man. I, I'm gonna I'm need that clip right there. We gonna smash the Rams. I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna make a remix of that right there, boy. You gonna make a remix? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna 
Hopefully we can still be friends after this because I know Lowe's the week nine when we beat them, man. He ain't talked to me for a good week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't talked to me for a good week and a half, so I don't know how long he's going to not talk to me this time, bro. We got to talk, man. We got to do the podcast, man. We got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mediate, bro. I'm a mediate. I'm a mediate. <laughs> So, uh, we out of here, man. All right, peace. Later. Go Rams.